Hey there, I'm Ashley, and this is New Day with Ashley. If you're looking for inspiration to make a difference and create lasting impact, then you're in the right place. Get ready to be encouraged by the stories of my guests who have taken risks, overcome challenges, and created opportunities. It's time to make the most of your new day. Where crazy meets crafty, magic happens. Ashley Morkin is the founder and owner of Unglued Market, who has built a real-life Etsy shop. She's inspiring us all to want more out of a creative life and giving us a DIY to make it happen. Well, welcome, Ashley, to the show. Awesome. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah, so i to have you here. You're always full of so much energy <laughs> and excitement and just all the ideas. I just, yeah. So thank you time. for being here. Yes. Thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you. Um, and so you are the owner of Unglued, founder, owner, mm-hmm. um, wearing all the hats still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you delegated, I'm sure, words, also. Yes. However, um, but you're celebrating 10 years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's very wild. Yeah. And we were just reminiscing about some, like, Christmas soiree I was invited to. Like, I'm like, was that, like, 10 years ago? I don't know. It, it could have been. It could have been. Yes. Very much so around that time. it has been so cool to see how this has evolved and grown and you're moving locations. Yeah. But so tell people maybe who aren't familiar, you know, with you and Unglued, what Unglued is all about. Sure. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So ultimately, Unglued is a modern handmade gift shop that connects the community and others to over 200 local and regional makers. And then through it, we also organize and host crazy awesome events that inspire creativity. So things like our Epic Adult Sleepaway Summer Camp that's coming up. I am on the wait list. Yeah. Oh, fun. I didn't know that. (laughs) That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still do our annual Craft Fest, uh, which is how we got started ultimately. And then we do a variety of public and private workshop parties. Um, And we'll be bringing back next year our kids' downtown summer camps that have been going on for quite a while. And so um, thanks to some other people saying this, it's like we're like Etsy in real life and all the inspiration you'll want to need to get creative again or that you'll need to want to get creative again. Um, And so we hope that we either inspiring people to make things, to connect with makers, or we're just helping them really connect to creative things to buy themselves that are made by other local people. Um, And so, yeah. And it is such a neat, like, it is like a magical place when you walk in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whimsical, magical. I don't know what the right words are, but um, yeah, like the chaos. Etsy shop, though. Yes. <laughs> like in real life and that, that you guys do inspire people. Like, you know, sometimes I don't know how to make something, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll see something and maybe there's a kit or maybe there's, mm-hmm. or the or classes. Or maker might be teaching, like at a right. future class or at a retreat or yeah. camp or any of that. And just all the like most unique gifts. Like I get the, all the like onesies for all of my cousins who have <laughs> yeah. babies. Uh, the oh for cute and yeah. Fargo and you bet, you know, all those ones. Yes, anyway. totally. Such a cool place. Yeah, so, you. but before this, I'm sure mm-hmm. like crafting was a hobby, but you were a nurse. Yes. <laughs> a cardiac nurse. <laughs> so, I mean, a decade ago. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, kind of how did this come to be? Uh, sure. Yes. Of, so. <laughs> now you have the craft fest, you know, and yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I was a nurse for about eight years in the cardiac realm of the world in a variety of different spots in the cities and here. Um, but even in high school, in college, and all along the way, I was always hosting events, 
um, not really like super intentionally, but he'd be like, I want to help host like a penny carnival um, in our neighborhood when I was younger as a kid even. Oh, cute. Um, <laughs> just like have some fun, weird parades down the street and <laughs> and that kind of thing. Started a thing called Club Friendly when we were younger um, where we would do like community service things and whatever else, painted graffiti over the bridges. Um, or painted over the graffiti. <laughs> Excuse like, me. Oh, <laughs> we just uh... <laughs> right. We're... Anyways, maybe we won't no air that part. No. <laughs> uh, it's like a point of pride when I go home. There's still just these beautiful little bridges. Anyways, um, but in college I was doing more in the music scene, so helping organize concerts and shows for bands that I knew or was getting to know. Um, and then it started to be like a coffee shop in our garage and in college. And so all these things was like, I realized later looking back was making a creative platform happen for people to either like enjoy life more, but ultimately share their creativity, showcase it, um, and connect with others doing it. And so I just didn't think it would ever be a full-time thing. And so I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. So I ultimately became a nurse. I was going to be a medical missionary and all this stuff. Um, and I quickly found out it's really easy to make a difference as a nurse. It's like this incredibly needed job. You're every day yeah. you're making a difference. But I really was like, man, if I could do something in the creative realm, like that's where my like biggest interest lies. Um, and I was really still doing that all along the way too, even as a nurse, like volunteering in nightclubs in Minneapolis for sure. okay. teens and that kind of stuff and whatever. And when I moved to Fargo, I got together with friends and we started making things and some of them started to sell at traditional craft shows. They tried Etsy and that was starting to get oversaturated. So it was hard to just show up and be seen. Sure. And traditional shows, they just weren't doing well. And so I thought after experiencing one in Iowa, like we need a modern craft fest here because all Mm. my friends and other people were meeting through these shows aren't selling well in our community. And there's no reason for it in my mind because it's Mm -hmm. just a little bit more modern, a little bit more whimsical and they were just being overlooked. And so that's when I was like, I love doing events. I can do a craft show. I can figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it when there's not a lot happening, when our community needs it, like in the dead of winter. Right. Um, separate it from the holiday shows because those already are happening. And that's kind of how Unglued came to be. It was just going to be a one-day craft fest to help my friends and other people we were meeting. <laughs> Sell the stuff that they were making. Yes. Have a more modern vibe to it. Have free workshops, free live music, free admission so mm-hmm. that like, there wasn't a barrier to coming to it for people. Um, to see this new thing that was happening. Where was the first one at? Was it at the, the Legion plane? Building oh. in uh, above the Pickled Parrot now? <laughs> okay, okay. And there was I, a line yeah. wrapping around the block of wow. people wanting to get in, and people sold out of their stuff like crazy that day. Who could barely sell in town? It was really wild. The response. Wow. Now it seems obvious. Like this should have been easy. <laughs> Um, but back then it just, these were people who weren't selling well in shows in our area and then putting them all together. was kind of that magical aspect of it. Along with getting people creative, they were drawn in to come for the free workshops for kids and adults, um, to do too. And so, yeah, that I was still nervous. Was that like 2011 then? Uh, yes. Yep. The first fest would have been March of 2011. Okay. And then, um, maker was like, we need this all year round. And I was like, <laughs> I'm still a nurse. Like, and I don't want I to do a four job. fests yeah. a year. Cause I want, like, if we're going to do this again, like let's do it annually in the dead of winter when sure. people need it <laughs> still after the holidays. Um, but maybe, maybe it could be a retail location that people can connect to all year too. So we did a pop-up shop that holiday season for five weeks on the weekends when I wasn't working. Okay. And that was in uh, where the e-vape shop is now in downtown Fargo. The vape store was our pop-up shop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was very hard to find a temporary lease. No one was willing to do it at that moment yeah. in time. Um, but a really great realtor helped us find it. And then the response to that was great. We had 
public workshops again that this time you would pay for to do and you connected to the shop and makers in it and then people teaching and so now were you just organizing the event or were you also making things oh good question I always thought I would make things because I was in these like sewing groups of friends okay. kind of thing so sewing was your yes okay you wouldn't know that now but it was <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago when I was trying to do a lot of um, but I found it was too stressful for me to sell my own work in it and like have sure. that pressure to like make things and manage at that moment in time, 60 makers that we were, wow. you know, I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. I had no business degree or anything. And, um, so it just took so much figuring out how to market, how to put on events like the workshops and how to put retail displays together that I just, it droned out my time to make stuff. Sure. And so I found that and still today. I always think, oh, I'll make something finally, like this thing that we need in the shop. <laughs> well, you attend the workshops, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, and it's really that organizational side, but the creative aspect for me is really the design of the workshop, the shops, um, the connection with makers too. So I still don't make things and sell them to this day. Oh, but, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, how like the <laughs> I one leading it all. Yeah, yeah, but but no. <laughs> but that's such a neat thing too that you are bringing all these other people together. Yeah. And I can focus on it too. Yeah. Um, I would need to have another three days in the week to be able to make something and sell it. And so I want to be able to make things and have it be my hobby now um, or do it on sure. the news. Like that's always a great yeah. outlet too. Mm-hmm. Um, but to sell it, it just We should have made something today. You know? Gosh. <laughs> yes. What can we make with this? Yes. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah. Stuff with their plants. Make a planter. Thing. Oh, um, so, you know, was this like a big risk, you know, mm. at, at what point then was it that you couldn't be a nurse anymore? Or, you know, you, yeah. could, you had to give up your full-time job because this was taking over a lot of yes. your time. So the pop-up shop happened and then in basically April or May of 2012, we started to look for like, oh, okay, maybe this could be an actual like full-time place we do. And then I won't be a nurse anymore. <laughs> and my brother and I and two friends took an epic road trip around the Midwest down to Missouri. And we visited every single little handmade shop, vintage store, or combo of like coffee shop wow. that we could find, which was actually a lot. Um, <laughs> and we ended up meeting a ton of the owners. And they gave us all this insane advice that I still use to this day um, just by us stopping yeah. the shop. And it would lead into conversation. And so... Um, they really encouraged us to like have me be the only employee for the first year, like so that we could really manage this to start really just with consignment. So we don't have to have a bunch of wholesale goods and have that kind of financing since I have no business background and all this other (laughs) stuff might just be safer. Um, and we can take more things and, um, and then to just host events along the way too. And that was like the best advice. I was like, that was what really freed me to think, oh, I should totally do this job because you're right. We, it could be a place, a place making place where people can belong and then we can really be a point of connection if we're also adding the workshops and events to it too. And so it just kind of started to settle in with me. Like I'm not, I thought I'd do a nonprofit or be this like medical right. missionary thing. I never thought I'd be a business person. And so we looked into a variety of ways to do it. And so it was when we opened our doors in August of 2012 that I needed to basically quit my job so that I could be the sole employee Monday through Saturday kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then I just picked up PRN at my nursing job. Okay. And so that was kind of a, I, it's always been great because still to this day, I'm like, if it all fails, if we sink this ship real hard with our next move or whatever else, <laughs> I can totally go back into healthcare if I need to. And so I, I do find a lot of value. I don't ever regret having to not like immediately start right. this because I know I have the skills and other things to do healthcare right. and other stuff too. So 
but yeah, it was hard to get to say goodbye to the team that I was with. Sure. Um, at, at my job. I really, I still consider them my coworkers to this day. Like, oh, my coworker stepped in. My boss oh, stepped yeah. in. Recently, <laughs> like during the street fair, my old boss stepped in. And it's been fun because they'll say like, you always said you're going to do something like this. And I was like, did I really yeah. talk about it all the time that I was going to do something else? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and it seems like I'm sure at that moment when, you know, you realized you could do this. Like, yeah, this is like you were made for this. Yes, exactly that. You know, like, wow. Those like words. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes, totally. But yeah, really. I mean, it's just like I can't think of like a more perfect job. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it a job, yeah, I guess, yeah, you totally. know, career, <laughs> yes. you know, um, yep. what you do. Um, yeah. Then that like, you know, hearing about your childhood even, you know, yeah. like if you've been doing this <laughs> your whole life. Yeah. Of course, this would be what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. And it so was really cool. like finding a need in our community that led to this. Because I was like, I, I've, and I've said this about everything we do with Unglued. If we don't really need it, like if we don't need to keep doing our annual craft fest, like let's stop doing it and do something else sure. that either makers need more of or people who just really need creativity in their lives need more of to like mm-hmm. have a richer, fuller life to live, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's been a big part of it. Yeah. Because I didn't really think we needed this. And then I realized this was a, something in our specific community that we, I could do. Um, and make happen and work with other people to make happen too. But yeah. anyways, yeah. And it does. It brings like, the store brings so much joy, but like all these events that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, brings so much joy to people. <laughs> so was it a really big risk then of leaving like, you know, a steady, stable, mm-hmm. paying job yes. to do something where you like. You have no idea. You have no like, idea. What's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Um, Right. It was a crazy risk. (laughs) And still being like, I could always go back to healthcare if I needed to was always a big part of like, this can happen. Not be easy, but like it could happen. But each step along the way has been super risky. When we decided to open a shop in Sioux Falls or now moving outside of downtown, um, they're all things that could really make or break our entire mission sure <laughs> and why we exist and so i feel like that was a big one initially doing it and yeah. now it's never stopped wow yeah <laughs> and you know i like you say like it could make or or did you say make or break make or make or break or make yeah. or sink the ship like, yeah but like really like i'm thinking like it's it's that you know um i could you know f- fail yes but i could fly yes Exactly you know, so, that. you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, so even like this move coming up that you have, mm-hmm. leaving downtown, your space that you've had for, is it 10, 10 years? years? Yeah. yeah. It could just open the door to whole other things. Yes. Yep. Exactly. But again, there's, totally. there's a risk. There's a, mm-hmm. probably challenges. Yeah. <laughs> so what have been some of like the biggest challenges that you've seen? Sure. Or experienced along the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we started something new, it usually mm-hmm. has a pretty giant cost to it. And so like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the a lot of it is financial risk. Sure. And really what I've learned over the years is that your risk tolerance just constantly grows. And so some things like bat it down, <laughs> especially if you let it, right? Like but um like when we opened and then had to close our Sioux Falls store, that was probably the hardest thing we've done that I've done because it okay. also affected our crew's life down there. Sure. Um and so I really really held on to it until the right moment came for what would work well for them as much as I could. And how long was that open? Um, 
It was open from, it would have been June of 2015 to January of 2018. So like two and a half years. And we did do a pop-up shop ahead of that one too, the holiday season before. We thought, oh, this is our magic formula. Yeah. (laughs) That did not prove to be the case. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of really incredible things happened through it. And that have carried on and taught me lessons that I could talk about all these things. But like (laughs) not every business has to scale, especially the traditional way. Sure. Okay. Especially when so many businesses like ours are like not a nonprofit, but we run it as a social business where there's like a social mission in mind. It's not profit driven. It has to have profit to exist. Sure. (laughs) Right. Like and to have payroll and all the stuff for the different people that work with us. Right. But um, when we're more socially minded, we've taken on more risks sometimes um like opening Sioux Falls and that kind of thing because we thought well the need is there mm-hmm. um and that this we can fulfill that need kind of thing and so um for risk and challenge Sioux Falls is it's probably my shining example of the hardest thing we went through sure mm-hmm. um because the pop-up shop blew everyone out of the water okay. down there and we're like well, so pop-up shops are still a good thing then they are yeah. yes yeah um, but we use that as like, well, did that much better than a pop-up shop did here in Fargo? So that means we can take on a payroll right away, have sure. me living in Fargo, the shop being managed and run down here with a separate crew right away instead of being owner-operated right away, mm-hmm. where if I couldn't pay myself, I just didn't pay myself for the first few right. years and continued on <laughs> and went as needed, you know, Sioux Falls is failing especially. Um, but we, we did a bunch of like Shark Tank, like retail focused groups with our amazing downtown and met so many great people that tried to help us find ways what was going wrong. And we decided it was just too early for this kind of shop to happen there. Um, I think now it probably could thrive like a few years later, but, um, we met a lot of workshop instructors that still come to our camp, people that sell in our shop here, our manager who was down there, who's amazing, ended up moving here, got married here. Cool. Like really cool things happen with it. But other risks have just generally been anytime we do something new. So like when we started our adult summer camp, um, which would be seven or eight years ago now. Um, and you sell out, I mean like there's a wait list. yeah, Yeah. Yes. Yes. How many people it, come? Uh, 150 for two different weekends. Okay. So 150 each weekend come. Okay. And yeah, it's so the second year of doing that one, it sold out in like 30 seconds or a minute and it broke our event bright site we were selling it on and people <laughs> were so angry and like crying, yelling, like uh, calling us about it. And so we decided it can't be just like tickets go on sale for that. Right. Um, it, it will do a lottery. So a lottery. we do a lottery okay. at the, starting the third year of that. Um, to make it less stressful. Sure. But, so you don't have to be there at 30 seconds or like before that, you know. Crashing the site. Yeah. We yeah. still do our, our normal retreats and stuff on, on normal event platforms, but. Okay. Yeah. Right. The camp. But yeah, camp turned out to be great. It like, we were able to, uh, the way that it's grown, um, we now do two different weekends instead of just one and um, about 50 different workshops each weekend and different makers come to teach and you're in merit badges like that was an idea that my brother and I sort of had because we wanted to go to an adult summer camp in LA kind of thing okay or summer camp for adults it sounds kind of creepy when you say it like an adult summer camp but you know like <laughs> no like <laughs> adult uh like 21 plus summer camp kind of right thing. yeah <laughs> and we thought this could happen here in Fargo and be like unglued style where it's yeah. crafts still focused but we had like a dance party and like a variety show and a camp battle and all this other stuff to it so it was risky financially the first year it's been risky when we did it um last year when we wanted to have a bunch of covid safety measures with it and that kind of was more difficult just financially (laughs) sure a bunch of stuff to make it safer with purifiers and whatever else but yeah anyways lots of I could talk forever about these things. <laughs> but, you know, like each of these like events, too, yeah. is so much work. 
really. Yeah. And now, so it's not just you. You have a staff. Yes. How many yeah. do you have on staff then? Um, we have one person who does uh, like a little less than full time. Um, who covers our shop a lot and is really, really a part of our event planning with me. Okay. Um, and then we just have a couple of people who are part time with us too. Okay. Um, and they either are helping at the shop retail counter um, or we have our three-person really event planning group. So they, we meet, come with, up with the ideas, and then currently I still generally do a lot of the execution of them all happening and then uh, divvy up a few of the things that we do too. Good. So you've been able to delegate a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Totally. And with Brujala, we'll need to keep adding on more of a crew because we'll have an, a separate workshop space to manage and stuff Okay. Too. So that'll become So that's really a new cool. thing then, mm-hmm. adding on. Well, right now you have a, a, a space, but not – as big yeah we stopped using it in 2020 the space in the back of the shop just Mm -hmm. because it's tiny it is like (laughs) uh half the size of this room maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we made it work for you know how long because we didn't want to rent a place and charge more for kids camp or that kind of thing price point has always been my sticking my stickler like i don't want to just appeal to people who can afford a high ticket price sure it needs to be available for me (laughs) and other people who are like budgeting their that. life yeah, and that kind of thing right. and still want really cool creative opportunities for their kids or themselves and mm-hmm. so we really made a lot of things work to make sure that that price point can stay really approachable to sure. everyone or as many people as we can um and now we'll be adding an entire workshop space that'll be in Bruhalla but separate on separate floors and it'll be wow. like a 16 to 24 person workshop space so it'll lend a lot more creativity and opportunities Wow. And you guys have worked with a lot of like local places too. Yes. In the community of like yes. using other people's spaces or. Totally. Yep. A lot of people have asked us to just come and like, can you, we want people to get creative in that really cool space that's meant for like sure. usually beer or, you know, yeah. else, which is beer or coffee yes. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they want it to really get used to inspire creativity too. And so we've, we've done a lot of collaborations, which we love doing. Yeah. Um, and meeting other people in the community doing mission minded, really cool things. And right. Yeah, cool. being a part of it. Now, Ted TEDx, yeah. you had like this. I loved it. It was such one of my favorite TED talks. Uh-huh. Um, was that 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay, 2019. I believe so. Yeah. And so, what was that opportunity like? Standing on the the red spot. Yes. The red dot. Yeah, that was very intense. Yeah. I also thought when I was in high school, I'd be a motivational speaker. Mm. So I was like, of course, I'll do this. Of course. And after that, be. I have not done any. <laughs> uh, I did a lady boss talk that was already scheduled to follow. Okay. Next, or it was before. What? I forget. It was both that summer. Um, and I can MC in front of a group. I can lead you in a craft. But to come up with my own idea and thought to share, which that is what TEDx exists for, is like new ideas and thoughts to be yeah. shared um especially and so it it just took so much so much time pressure and, yeah yes. but it was perfect what you but did it was really fun it was after it was done it was like it was very fun. this was like the perfect talk that you did <laughs> thank you it was great we I'll have to like put a link up coach. for people yeah. um there's a disclaimer now on mine that says this person speaks with too much confidence <laughs> without having no. the right like medical background of the things that i said and i was like ah. 
I like had like, it was all medic like research based kind of thing. Right. And so, anyways, I was like, who gets told they spoke with too much confidence when they're me? At least I. Don't. So that's really on there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. But anyways, it's still okay. A it's thing. it's great. And the speaker coach really encouraged me to like make it crafty. Um, yeah. He was so great. Um. And so that's where the whole popsicle stick and yeah, I got to have something on the stage with me instead of being alone up there. So it was, it made it so I could present it. Right. And. It in in a way that you would for me uniquely to stand you. in front of everyone and <laughs> everything that was happening. Oh, yeah. so how about some of the best advice that you've been given? Like, yeah. you know, you t- said you talked to all these different shop owners. Yeah, and you yes. still use their advice. Was there like mm. like one thing that's really stuck with you? Uh, yes, there's a lot, but <laughs> I would say the one that I talk about a lot that I feel like is. Uh, it was from this class that I took emerging leaders with through the SBA mm. when Sioux Falls was actually starting to go down really hard. And it was that you have to reconcile what you want with what you're willing to risk. And so I feel mm. like I, for a long time, without it really a business background, just felt like I had to follow the certain path of like, a good has to be scalable. Someday I'm going to sell this because that's just what you're supposed to do. So sure. I need to prepare this for that kind of case. This is obviously not like this crazy profit generating thing. I need to fix it. Um, I need to add another spot. And when I started to think about like, I don't want that. I don't want to sure. manage a bunch of people in another location. I like, I have this mission in mind and I feel like I'm go- deviating from it by the different decisions we're starting to make like early on okay. with those things. I started to really reconcile like, what do I even want from it? I want it to be a mission focused thing. I want it to make a difference for people. And I want it to be like something that I enjoy doing daily too, minus all the crazy things that come with it. Right. Um, and with Sioux Falls, I realized what I don't want to risk is the whole ship going down mm-hmm. <laughs> because of a decision I made, um, kind of thing. Like I wasn't willing to risk that. I was willing to risk, risk our personal finances or that kind of stuff. Sure. And we did a second mortgage to our payroll there. And, um, but there was a stopping point of being like, I'm not trying to make this something that I can just sell to somebody later. If that's how I'm trying to grow this, which is somewhat of a traditional mindset. Sure. Um, which is totally okay if that's what you want, but yeah. uh, it's not Wasn't my what goal. You I want to make right. a difference today um, and not just think about the future of it in that sense. Um, that really started to change a lot. Like I'm not willing to risk my sanity <laughs> yeah. or I don't want somebody else to take on investing in it and I don't want to have to answer to a board of people, you know, like if it became this bigger thing or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so that really helped start to guide my decisions to be like, we're going to stick to our mission, um, which you would do anyways, but like to really not grow this to be something that we don't want it to be. Sure. And I stopped feeling the pressure with that too. Um, and so it could become more of an organic, like what's our crew interested in it becoming? What are the makers we're working with interested in it becoming? And like, what's the way that that can look that I can still yeah. do it? Well, I feel like you being a part of it too yeah. is so much of it also. Yeah. And what did you call it? Like a social... A social business. Social business. I don't know if that's yeah. exactly the right term, but I don't know. it was a I, while I, ago. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's really interesting of like, okay, not nonprofit, not this, but a social business where yeah. there are these events. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is a different type of business to scale. So yeah. Learn that. Yeah, the Tom's what are founder you had a great book uh, that what like was it? the Tom's founder okay. of Tom's Shoes that oh, was yes. start something that matters or something like that. Is the yes, name of the book. I had the book. And that was really where he talked yeah. about social businesses or social okay. entrepreneurship where like, yeah, you need profit. You need an income mm-hmm. for this to like exist in the world. Um, but you're not there just 
not that people are always just there just for that, but that's not your at the forefront of your mind with the decisions you're making on a daily basis. It's super, super mission focused. Yeah. And that's when I was like, yeah, this is something I mm-hmm. want to do. And it's something that's like so perfect for our community too, mm-hmm. of like such a close knit yeah. community. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think of like, you know, me creating something that I need yeah. is probably kind of what you were doing. Yeah. You know, and then it's just really gone on a bigger scale. Yeah. So. Yeah. Really focusing so I'm on like, what does yeah. the community So need? thankful for the things that you do and the oh, risks that you took you. because yeah. <laughs> you create a lot of fun events. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like places to be, but then to inspire that creativity. So it doesn't like end there. Mm-hmm. It continues. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So what's one piece of advice that you'd, you know, this is a question I ask mm. everyone. One piece of advice that you would give mm. to someone else um, that's maybe looking at starting their own business or they they want to make a difference. They want to make an mm-hmm. impact. Yes. That's a great question too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of it comes from you need to find a problem you can solve okay. for people mm-hmm. or your community because it's there's a lot of reasons and ways that you can like, I'm passionate about this, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> However. <laughs> but if you don't find that you can solve a problem through it um, or uh, that there's really like a need, which is really like a problem that you're solving, that you can fulfill in your community or in people's lives. Like if um, it can be really hard to stay, to not burn out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and to also just have it work especially if you're doing it to make a difference and so sometimes I feel like it and this is true of the different events we've done some have not worked um, where we didn't really it wasn't it ended up not being a need our community had or a real problem that we needed to solve sure um, and so we've had to stop doing some things like that. And I think if you can start out with whatever business or thing that you're thinking about doing, combining your skill set and your experiences, um, and I, I know passion is like a, f- a flippant word right now. I feel like sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh, they're saying passion again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can find your passion, the thing that you love doing, the experiences that have led you to this place, like can match with and meld with a problem that you can actually solve as a business or whatever it is you're doing, um, that's when it can really work. And yeah. it starts to fulfill, make a difference, make the difference you wanted to make. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. There's like other shops in the world, like in our community that are amazing. And so it was kind of like, what is our way we can help fulfill a need or solve a problem for our community? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I kind of, we landed on like this whole unglued thing, it was like, I'm going to fly with this because this is, I'm going to try it at least. Sure. Because I think that this is really fulfilling a need. And it wasn't just like a, a passion project yeah. for me. And that's where I think it can help you not burn out and it, you can stick with it and it'll it'll work. And we all like to solve problems. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that is a, uh, a human yeah. nature yes. thing, too, of like. Totally. Um, but I want to be needed. You how know? can like... you, yeah, your passion, I like that, to solve the problem. But really, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've read so many different entrepreneur mm. books or listened to podcasts, too, and they do talk about, like, what is the problem that you solve? Yeah. Um, yep. Totally. And so the problem that you guys are solving mm. was some of these social things. Yep. Yep. Connect, well, yep. Connecting people to modern makers so that kind of focus, right. staying focused on the modern part because we knew traditional crafts are represented mm-hmm. in so many places. And then to connect people to their creative side in like a world where we're so scheduled and digitized and everything like that. Right. Like that whole we thing need more to make creativity. We yes. We can connect you to that. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see your new location. Yeah. Um, to go and make something. 
Yes. And it's always fun watching you on social media too of like all the things you guys are making and doing. And I know you always put your husband up to some of these crafts. (laughs) Which is in itself fun to watch too. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) He does a lot. He just dressed up as a a skunk of ringmaster last night and I was a hot dog for preparing for a summer camp. Oh my goodness. He's up for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well thank you so much ashley um thanks for bringing so much joy to this day and appreciate you being here thank you wow what a great episode thank you so much for joining me it's always so inspiring sharing these stories remember to like and subscribe i would love if you could leave me a five-star review this helps us reach and engage with more people join me next week and until then make the most of your new day <laughs>